All right. Are you recording? Yeah. Before we get started, I'm just curious, what is one thing that you're feeling anxious about right now? This conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, like in your life, like what are you thinking about that you're anxious about? <laughs> I think this week uh, we are hit once again with the violence in our nation and in our local, mm-hmm. uh, in our state, and then also... Mm-hmm. Uh, this week in our family, it touched our community where mm-hmm. the st- students were faced with a lockdown at school with a nearby suspect roaming around. It was mm-hmm. a terrifying uh, violence, potential yeah. for violence situation. I think that's a great way to start our episode today. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Coping. Today, we're talking about anxiety and Mm -hmm. the very real experience of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And when we think about anxiety, is it just us or does everybody experience fear and anxiety in their life? No, I think that we're all struggling with it. There's just Mm -hmm. different, it's it's on a continuum and on a spectrum. Mm -hmm. And so that's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about today, fear, anxiety, and how to cope. Let's get started. begin our conversation today on fear and anxiety, I think it's important that we understand the relationship between the two. Yeah, definitely. Because the way that we work through these two are different, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I did a little bit of looking into the similarities and differences between anxiety and fear. And what's interesting is that we all know that fear and anxiety um, are words that we often use interchangeably. Um, but they are not the same. They're different. Mm-hmm. The National Alliance on Mental Illness does a really good job of explaining the differences between the two. They say, fear is a reaction to our environment, mm-hmm. whereas anxiety is a reaction to our emotions. So in other words, while fear energizes the body for movement, you know, the fight or flight response, Anxiety actually pushes down all that energy and emotion in the hopes of not feeling it anymore. Yeah, that's a really helpful explanation because I think that we often confuse the two. Mm -hmm. But either way, what I say when I'm working with students is that fear is like a prison. Um, Max Mm -hmm. Lucado has this great quote that said, the presence of anxiety is unavoidable, but the prison Mm -hmm of anxiety is optional Mm. because so many of us at different moments and times and spaces daily weekly monthly find ourselves in these prisons Mm -hmm. we have to think about like what are the keys that can unlock Mm -hmm. us out of these prisons Mm -hmm. i love that analogy about fear being a prison Um, and so the experience of fear is something that we can't escape but the um, being locked in that anxiety is something that is a choice. So when we think about um, keys of unlocking this prison of fear, uh, what are those keys? How do we find those keys? Like, what are they? Well, I think it begins with the lies or the myths surrounding fear and anxiety. Like you just talked about the the difference between the two, which is first Mm -hmm. and fundamentally most important to distinguish Mm -hmm. the two. But then we have a lot of myths about anxiety and fear. Mm -hmm. And if we understand the lies that we have believed, Mm -hmm. then that will help us unlock this prison that we are in. Sure. 
And so the first um, one that we often wrestle with is the idea that fear is negative and unhelpful. Mm. Fear is negative and unhelpful. It's not negative and unhelpful? Actually, it's not. Because if we think about even um, the flight and fight response, it was supposed to show as a show us that there's a trigger or a warning sign, an mm. indicator per se of like that something's not right. So like mm. the analogy I use is like if we hear a knock on the door, uh, a rapid knock on the door right now, mm-hmm. um, right away our senses will be like, huh, something's not right. The problem with fear and anxiety is for some of us, we're hearing the knock on the door when there's not a knock on the door, right? Mm -hmm. So the fear and in and of itself was an indicator, a warning sign. It wasn't Mm -hmm. meant to be something that was negative Mm -hmm. or unhelpful. It actually is a warning sign that something Mm -hmm. is in and to help us prepare for what's up Mm -hmm. ahead. So fear has always been a part of our survival instincts, something helpful, um, and a positive thing to alert us of danger in our surroundings. 100%. But anxiety is the thing that causes us to fear everything, even when there's not danger around us. Right. Like in your definition, you said that it, it's it's a reaction to a feeling or emotion, not mm. an environmental. So like mm. the knocking on the door, if you hear knocking or you're afraid that there may come a knocking on the door and mm. there's no evidence to support that, that mm. is where it is that anxiety has now taken mm. a foothold mm. as opposed mm. to fear. Interesting. And then the second myth that we often struggle with, some of you may out there be saying like, like, I don't struggle with fear and anxiety. Like, I don't know what the big deal is. I have all these people so anxious, panic attacks. Like, hmm. you know, you have friends or relatives and you say, well, I don't struggle with it. Hmm. Well, the truth is, is that you may struggle with it, as some of us do in another way, because what hmm. I teach there is that fear and anxiety often disguises itself as procrastination or avoidance. Hmm. I I know a lot of people like this who said that they don't struggle with anxiety. Um, What's actually happening there? Um, Why is their anxiety taking the form of something other than that anxious feeling that I know very well? Well, I would say that it probably is just the coping strategy, right? The unhealthy coping strategy is to not, oh, I'm going to have a panic attack, but oh, right, Mm. I'm not going to look at, I'm not going to open my bills. Mm. I'm not going to look at the assignment. I'm not Mm. going to confront the Mm. person that was Mm. mean to me. Mm. I'm just going to put it off. Denying those feelings, completely numbing yourself out. That's anxiety too? Absolutely, because it's an escape behavior, if you think Mm. about it. Numbing Mm. is an an escape response, and Mm. that's an unhealthy coping. We wish Mm. we could all, you know, just watch Netflix and sit mm. and be in our beds when bad things happen, mm. <laughs> or we don't want to deal with the impending right. doom. Yeah. Uh, that is a un- very unhealthy coping strategy. Yes. So you're saying it's like a version of flight, where they're running away from the problem itself um, and just ignoring it, that that too is right. a survival instinct. I, right. I, that that flight sense. and escape is the same. Absolutely. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, I would say the last myth that we often struggle with is that experiencing fear is a sign of weakness mm. so that we don't want to seem afraid or be weak or mm-hmm. be labeled as mm. unable to face things. And that so that fear is automatically a sign of weakness. 
yeah, I would say for this one, for me, um, whenever I'm feeling anxious, I feel like I did something wrong, that somehow um, I messed up, you know, my well-being or my balance in my mm-hmm. life when I'm feeling anxious. You know, for me, I get like really bad headaches when I'm feeling anxious. So I feel like somehow I, I screwed something up and I allowed this anxiety to happen. And of course, that line of thinking can exasperate it, make it worse. Right. And the truth is, is that facing our fears actually allows us more freedom Mm. and allows us to feel more empowered in our lives. Mm. And even if it's just one tiny step at a time, Mm -hmm. uh, baby steps of a fear, we just had a workshop and, you know, one of the things we encourage attendees is to, first of all, list their current fears Mm -hmm. and then also maybe just pick one of them and if they've been procrastinating to go after it or if mm-hmm. they have been afraid to talk with a trusted friend or counselor about a strategy mm-hmm. to overcome that fear this week in mm-hmm. with one step. Mm-hmm. So when I'm thinking about our listeners who may be experiencing anxiety the way that I do um, or experiencing anxiety as procrastination or, you know, flight in a different form, what advice do you have for them about facing their anxiety and and dealing with it. How do you start that process? Well, number one is what we're doing today is that we're acknowledging where we're at. Mm. So you Mm. would have to think about which one of these myths Mm -hmm. did you resonate with? More than Mm -hmm. one is fine. Acknowledge Mm -hmm. where you're at. uh, Take the help and support to Mm -hmm. move forward. And number three would be absolutely 100% no, you're not alone. We're all Mm -hmm. in this together. We're Mm -hmm. all facing the highest levels of fear and anxiety that Mm -hmm. we have ever faced as a nation and country and in the world. Yeah. And I think I would even encourage knowing as I deal with my own anxiety, sometimes the step before acknowledgement is mindfulness, is taking time to slow down, to stop, to get in tune with yourself, to pay attention to the... Um, anxiety symptoms that you're having, you're experiencing, and then from that place, uh, offer that affirmation that, you know, it's okay to feel anxious about this thing, that this is part of the human experience. But mindfulness mm-hmm. is that really good first step to acknowledging what we're, what our really difficult experiences are. Yeah, this reminds me of um, our Fear Not Retreat, where Erica Clausen, who is our spiritual director, uh, presented calming prayer practices Mm -hmm. workshop and there she offered a guided meditation Mm -hmm. that was so popular that uh, she was asked to re-record it and Mm -hmm. we're so happy to offer that Mm -hmm. meditation to you now. Yeah so stay tuned for that guided meditation that's going to be playing next. This is where we say goodbye so until next time whatever you may be coping with blessings to you. I will be guiding us through a calming prayer practice that can help us connect our mind, body, heart, and soul to the God of love, so that as we experience God's perfect love, the control that our fears and anxieties have over us may lessen. Imaginary prayer is when we enter our imagination with Jesus and open ourselves up to whatever gift Jesus desires to offer us. I will invite you to imagine a specific scene but please feel free to adapt it to whatever works best for you. As we begin, I invite you to focus on your breath. 
Notice your inhalation and your exhalation. Let yourself breathe in and out naturally, connecting with the Holy Spirit that is within you. Now you may close your eyes and imagine a favorite place of yours, a place where you feel at peace, where you feel safe, your own sanctuary. It could be your bedroom, a place outdoors, a real place, or one that exists in your imagination. Enter that place in your imagination. In that place, you feel free. You feel comfort and warmth. You are there now and you feel peace. You notice that there are two chairs or perhaps a sofa. You sit down alone and in a comfortable position. You hear a knock at the door. Slowly, you get up and go to open the door. You gaze into a tender and direct gaze of another. It is Jesus. Stay in this moment and notice how it feels to have Jesus in front of you right now. You look at Jesus and invite him to enter your safe place. You ask him to sit next to you. You notice that he is carrying a box. What does the box look like? You ask Jesus about the box. Jesus reminds you of a Bible verse that says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you, 1 Peter 5, 7. And then Jesus invites you to put all your worries fears and anxieties into the box. Watch as your worries and anxieties go into the box. How do you feel as you watch this? Are there any that want to come back out of the box? Are there any that you would like to talk to Jesus about? Take this next minute in silence and talk to Jesus about them. Listen to his response.
When you are ready, imagine that Jesus closes the box and he is smiling. Even though we know that Jesus is always with us, this prayer time is coming to an end. And so imagine now that Jesus hugs you as he gets ready to leave. What would you ask Jesus for before he leaves? How would you say goodbye to each other? As you leave the sanctuary in your imagination, wiggle your toes and fingers and come back to this present moment. Slowly open your eyes and notice that you are here. How are you feeling now? If you have time, I encourage you to pause this recording and take five minutes to journal, draw, color, or do whatever that may help you process or savor this time with Jesus. And as we conclude, receive this blessing from Jan Richardson's poem entitled, Beloved is where we begin. If you would enter into the wilderness, do not begin without a blessing. Do not leave without hearing who you are, beloved, named by the one who has traveled this path before you. Do not go without letting it echo in your ears. And if you find it's hard to let it into your heart, do not despair. That is what this journey is for. I cannot promise this blessing will free you from danger, from fear, from hunger or thirst, from the scorching of sun or the fall of the night. But I can tell you that on this path, there will be help. I can tell you that on this way, there will be rest. I can tell you that you will know the strange graces that come to our aid only on a road such as this, that fly to meet us bearing comfort and strength, that come alongside us for no other cause than to lean themselves toward our ear and with their curious insistence whisper our name, Beloved, Beloved, Beloved. Amen.